Attention all podcasts of the Solar Federation. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. We have assumed control. Carry on my wayward son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry no more. Welcome to the Intergalactic Boombox, the podcast that's a floor wax and a dessert topping. Less filling, tastes great, and I bet you can't eat just one. I'm Kyle Bear, a voice actor who lets the voices out of his head and into yours. So thanks for the free therapy. Hope you had a great Star Wars day. I did. I poured myself a nice... Dear God in heaven. Look, everyone, it's E.V. Pete's paranormal investigator. Bet you were going to say martini, and I said ootini like a jawa, because that's funny. So, E.V. Pete, what is it that you do, E.V. Pete? I'm electronic voice phenomenon. (laughs) You know, Cliff, I wanted to play some audio from my latest supernatural ghost encounter. All right, cool. Let's let's hear what you got. Hold up there, partner. I gotta set it up. Oh, we're being set up, all right. You see, I spent the night inside a grocery store in Plymouth Pebble, Idaho last week. Uh Seems the urban legend of haunted fruit has the locals crapping in their crocs. Ew. Well, actually, double ew. For the crap and that anyone wears Crocs. Don't judge me. They're comfortable. Anyway, I set up my gear along the fruit section of the thrifty nipple. Wait, don't you mean like thrifty nickel? Like saving money at the grocery store? Oh, I must have got that confused with the gentleman's club inside my trailer park. Wow. Anywho, give a listen. Okay. Hmm. There you go, Lyle. Kyle. Proof that Alexander the Grape is real. Alexander the Great? The famous conqueror? Alexander the Grape! The famous Concord! Oh, <laughs> man. I would say apologize for the dad joke, but honestly, I'd rather just get an apology from Netflix for that Ozark finale. The question of the week. Would you still play free-to-play games if they're filled with ads? Sony and Microsoft are apparently uh, getting ready to drop a bunch of ads inside their free-to-play games. Dr. Pepper King says, Whether I'm playing Wordscapes, Wordscapes Search, or Word Life, I'd personally prefer to skip through commercials on uh, other mobile games more quickly and dislike the almost unskippable ads, ones with timers before you can actually skip them. I feel the pain, man. Cam Cresselia says, If it's like Dragon Ball Dokkan or Legends, where paid services are involved, I think it sucks. But in other cases, yeah, it's okay. Goblin Slayer of Hestia says, It's annoying because sometimes you can't close the ads and you have to close the game just to get out of them. Yeah, that works for a little bit, but then you relaunch, it'll just send an ad your way after every turn. Ryoga Rocket says, It depends on the frequency and payoff. Some of the mobile games I play let me watch an ad in exchange for in-game currency, which I don't mind doing once or twice a day. Yeah, it's like, give me the coins, give me the cash, give me the points, give me the extra swag. Adam Steinmetz says, I'm used to it by now on Bleach Brave Souls, but it was kind of annoying at first. And Shane Champagne says, Guess it depends on how the ad is done. I can live with product placement items or billboards in the background, but I don't want to have to sit through a commercial to play a game. Bad enough when mobile games do this. No question. Social media is always looking for ways to rip off each other by implementing features you've already seen elsewhere, but then call them something else as if it's new. You know, Instagram right now is testing full screen vertical home feeds. Gee, where have you already seen that? Why can't they just be the place to post photos? Anyway, 
Everyone just ends up repurposing video content from one app to the other anyway. And I bet they really hate that. You know, someone's Reels post becomes a YouTube short or an Instagram story or a TikTok, lather, rinse, repeat. And then people uploading this content are like, I'm just trying to monetize, man. Throw it all on the wall. See what sticks. So question, do you care where you get that dopamine fix for short, funny, cute, thoughtful clips that suddenly become a huge time suck and obliterate your productivity? Does it bother you to see the same content across multiple platforms? For me, it's about the content. I don't care where I see it. If it's good, it's good. And if I see it reposted somewhere else, it's not that hard to just flick and keep scrolling, you know? What do you think about all this content getting shared across multiple social media platforms? Does it matter where you see it? How many times you see it? Let me know. At BoomboxPod. Kind of like what I was just saying about social media platforms spreading themselves too thin. Facebook is bowing out a podcast. Yet I got an email notification from them stating, quote, podcast will no longer be available on Facebook starting on June 3rd, 2022. Your existing podcast will remain available and new episodes will continue to publish until that date. Starting today, you will not be able to link or publish any new podcasts. Well, all right then. It seemed like kind of a weird idea to stick a podcast player on Facebook and it looks like Twitter might be adding that in the near future. But on Facebook, it was never intuitive or easy for show discovery or for podcasters really to get their content listed efficiently or elegantly. Facebook never updates its users with any stats either. So like I've had this podcast linked to my Facebook page, Kyle Aver VO, Hoink. and I have no clue how many streams or downloads there have been. I figured people for the most part would want to stick to podcast players for podcast content, but I have run into those who would like listening to podcasts on YouTube. This show, The Intergalactic Boombox, is on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash KyleABearVO, and I do see some activity there, but nobody has been talking about podcasts on Facebook for months. It's like they set it into motion last year and they let it fizzle. It's like someone on their team was like, Hey, remember when people would pimp out their MySpace page with songs and video content that would crash your browser and be really annoying and then everything would play at full volume? Yeah, let's do that with podcasts, but make it way less intrusive. So less intrusive that apparently nobody noticed it was even there. Besides, I recommend listening to this and other podcasts on a Podcasting 2.0 app from NewPodcastApps.com. How's that for a segue? Snag a free player app. Enjoy an enhanced experience and support content creators in-app as you stream their shows. No third-party banks, credit card companies, no middlemen. Join the Podcasting 2.0 movement. You'll be glad you did. 10-Second Literal Trailer presents Obi-Wan Kenobi. Leave us alone, Kenobi. The boy must be trained. What, like you trained his father? Ooh, burn. Yes, ooh, burn. Speaking of, is that bacon I smell, Owen? What? Nothing, never mind. <laughs> Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the fan service. I mean, series. Streaming on Disney Plus on May 27th. Hey, Gitz, what's your favorite music format? CD? Vinyl? I'm a streamaholic, bro, Cephas. Nothing like tunes created in a multi-million dollar studio on expensive audiophile equipment to then be compressed into a small file size format that you can listen to on your phone with some $10 earbuds. High def. Most def. How about you, Shiggles? I was kind of partial to those little bubblegum pieces shaped like vinyl records. Oh, yeah, Chewbops. 
That is an ancient relic from the 1980s. These miniature rock album covers, you would open up with lyrics from a hit song and shiggles, you, you can't actually hear them. They're not playable. There's no music on there. You know that, right? I was wondering why I wasn't getting no sound when I put the gum on my turntable. Anyway, there's lots of formats we can all enjoy music on. Many have come and gone and come again, such as the resurgence of vinyl and even cassettes. And now, music producer T-Bone Burnett is introducing his own new analog music format called Ionic Originals. Burnett swears the quality is superior to CDs and vinyl, and it even looks like the two mesh together. Uh, wait a tick, does it come with bubblegum? Shiggle, stop thinking, man, you'll hurt yourself. Oh, right, thanks for looking out for me, bruv. It's what I do, nephew. Check the link in the show notes to see Burnett holding up a silvery disc that looks like a CD and a vinyl album. It's, it's lacquer painted onto aluminum. Aluminium. Oh, great, don't get him started. Burnett says Ionic Originals are unique in that they're one of a kind. So, like NFTs, but not a scam? Probably not a scam, but I, I don't see these going anywhere. Ionic Originals, that's not a catchy name for a format. It sounds more like a company name, but Burnett has started a company called Neo Fidelity Inc. to create and distribute these new discs. And uh, from the press release, quote, an Ionic Original is the pinnacle of recorded sound. It is archival quality. It is future-proof. It is one of one. Not only is an Ionic Original the equivalent of a painting, it is a painting. It is lacquer painted onto an aluminum disc with a spiral etched into it by music. This painting, however, has the additional quality of containing that music, which can be heard by putting a stylus into the spiral and spinning it. So, you need a needle on there like a turntable? I guess. Is it backwards compatible, or do you have to buy, like, new proprietary equipment to play these moronic originals? Ionic. Right, that's what I said. Uh, no details clarifying a price point or if a turntable would actually work with these new Ionic original discs? Yeah, what bands are gonna be supporting this? Kanye? Taylor Swift? Hanson? No, the only artist listed right now is Bob Dylan who is going to re-record some of his classics to release on this format. Way to market to the youth of today, right? Oh, but what if they include bubblegum, mate? Shigs, you're the reason we have warning labels, bruh. Oi! Audio dramas continue their surge in popularity amongst podcasts and audiobooks. And now we got a new Batman story in podcast format, a Spotify exclusive called Batman Unburied, starring Winston Duke from Black Panther as Bruce Wayne, along a cast including Sam Witwer, Jason Isaacs, John Rhys Davies, Gina Rodriguez, and noted voice actor Ashley Birch. The story is by David S. Goyer, who wrote the scripts for Batman Begins and the Blade Trilogy. Batman Unburied takes a new approach and has Bruce Wayne as a forensic pathologist. Warner Media has previously announced more DC audio dramas are on the way, including Joker, Wonder Woman, Superman, and more. So I'm pretty stoked to check all these out. <laughs> Conspiracy here, live from my top-secret underground bunker in Pahrump, Nevada. Temporarily relocated to a treehouse in some random backyard. Kind of forgot to pay the electric bill. Between you and me and this podcast app you're listening on, I think the power company is actually being run by the Illuminati. But that's another story for another time. It's time for all the news you can't use. Page one. Rob and Gracie Jones were shocked by a discovery inside their Crystal Lake, Illinois home built in 1959. They were renovating a toilet paper fixture and ended up finding a rolled-up bag inside the wall. What did they find? No, not the remains of Jason Voorhees' latest victim. That'd be too clever. <laughs> the bag turned out to be from McDonald's, Mickey D's, Golden Arches, 
complete with art featuring their first mascot, Speedy, not Gonzalez. This was years before they decided to traumatize children around the world by using Pennywise's cousin Ronald to showcase how awesome it is to clog your arteries cheaply. Inside the bag were some half-eaten french fries. I sense a new TikTok challenge. Hmm. Page 2. Hey, guess what's washed up along a 40-mile stretch of the Texas coastline over the course of the pandemic? Script to a better ending for Ozark? Party freaking hard. Script for a better Boba Fett series? <laughs> I wish. How about the script to a better intergalactic boombox? Get a clue, Shark Biscuit. Everyone knows this whole show's a first draft. Anyway, researchers at the University of Texas Marine Science Institute have come across dozens of creepy dolls. Just imagine, a nice getaway to the beach, then suddenly you sense random tiny plastic dead eyes looking at you like you owe them money. I'd just as soon eat the petrified french fries from the previous story. If you're hungry enough. You know, Herbert, you're about as useless as a traffic light in GTA. Page 3. The Guinness Book of World Records might as well have a tie-in with Guinness Beer, so everyone can take a drink for every stupid record created and subsequently broken. The latest Yahoo trying to prove something his whole family will disown him over is David Rush from Idaho. He got his title back for balancing a chainsaw on his chin for nearly 38 minutes. Now what's more sad, that or the fact that there was some other badonka dork managing to steal the title from him in the first place? Besides. The only person who should be allowed to even attempt this is Evil Dead's Bruce Campbell. Tell me I'm wrong. And I'm spent. That's all the news you can't use from my dump in Pahrump. Now go away. Aw, look at the time. The intergalactic boombox is filmed on a busted 8mm camera outside an abandoned shoehorn factory. Members of the studio audience will first be woken up, and then they'll be given a copy of 75 Things to Do While Squatting. If your name is Ned, you'll receive free tickets to see the Al Capello Symphony Orchestra, the special opening act, the Armpit Trombone Massacre. You can support this here podcast by streaming micropayments with the Podcasting 2.0 app from newpodcastapps.com. In-app as you listen. Thank you, Bubba. Remember the immortal words of Thomas Jefferson, who said, never spend your money before you have it. Then again, he didn't have to deal with credit card debt. Until next time, I am out of here.